Father, I thank you for this opportunity right now. Bless my mind and my lips, Father, that you will speak like you've already done. Touch your people, Father. Help them to hear a word from you. Let them become pricked in their hearts by this word that it will show them within themselves that it's time for the change. It's time for the healing. It's time for the deliverance. See, healing can't come. It can't come unless you be ready. It can't come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It can't come unless you're willing. It can't come. Amen. We're going into our Bibles. We're going into our Bibles. 1 Peter 3 and 9. We want you to read with us here. Today we're talking about vengeance. For the Lord mentions vengeance. Vengeance belongs to him. The subject came to my mind because I'm seeing so much. Hearing about so much. So much destructiveness. So many people, our young people especially, statistically destroying one another. Guns are raging war in the land because somebody is angry, because somebody is hurt, somebody has been wounded. And what people have not understood the reason why it's hard to forgive is because hurt people hurt people. When people are hurt, and they're wounded, they want somebody else to feel the same pain they're feeling. Hurt people hurt people. But that's not what God requires of us. He requires that we turn to him. He requires that we would touch and allow him to work in our lives. He requires that we would allow him to have his way in our lives. It requires that we would recognize that we are in trouble. It requires that we would understand that without him, that we can't make it. That without him, that there is no other. Suffering for doing good. The Bible tells us here again, 1 Peter 3 and 9, do not repay evil with evil, or the insult with insult, but with blessings, because to this you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. Lord have mercy. Don't repay evil with evil. So what are we seeing? We're seeing evil being repaid with evil. Why, young people, why? Why is it such a thing that's so meaningful to you to carry a weapon in the least moment in your time that it you become, get into an altercation with one another and now you're ready to take the other person's life? Why? Is it that bad that you, you can't reason together? Is it that bad that we, we don't understand in each other enough to reason together. Same principle goes for those that hate. 
same principle that goes to those that have racism stuck beyond, behind, and deep embedded in their minds. Same, same thing goes for those that are in high positions, that are in control, or they think they're running and they want to be in control, or they want to take uh, uh, the, the power and authority in their own hands and act as if they're God. There is only one God. There is only one Christ. There's only one. There's nobody else. He doesn't need any help in the thing that he does and the thing that he can do in our life. doesn't need any help. All he needs is people to humble themselves. All he needs is people to love according to his commandment. To love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your strength, with everything you got to love, to love, to love, to love, to love. To love, to love, to love. The thing that we're seeing is not love. The thing that we're seeing now is not forgiveness. The things that we're seeing, people are not getting along. They're just going along. They're not getting along. The thing that we are seeing, we, don't un we must understand that we're not all right. We're not all right. And we're not okay. So we must understand that God is good. That God is good all the time. And he's good every time. There's nothing else that we are going to be able to do except repent. So here Peter tells us, do not repay evil with evil or an insult with insults. Hallelujah. Why? What, what, what are you going to gain? What are you going to get back? What are you going to get in return? The same pain that was put out is the same pain that's going to come back. The same energy of pain you put out and the hatred and the bitterness and the vengefulness that you put out is coming back the same way. What happened to the love? What happened to love one another like we love ourselves? What happened is not being utilized. It's not being practiced. It's not being carried out. Hallelujah. And the Lord is sitting on his throne and he's suffering, long suffering for what? Long suffering from what he sees out of us. He has given us every way, every direction, every answer to all the issues that we face in life. And I know that we as human beings, we expect life supposed to be a perfect thing with no problems, no situation. That can't happen because Adam opened the door for these things to happen. When he opened the door, when the Lord told him not to eat of the forbidden fruit of knowledge of good and evil, of good and evil, he opened the door for good and evil. And mostly what we're talking about now, he opened the door for evil to step in and try and overtake this land through all of human beings. And yet we can't see it. Why? Because when you're spiritually blind, you don't understand it. But see, but when you're educationally knowledgeable, you can't recognize spiritual blindness. Because your natural educational knowledge Make you feel like or think that you already know what's going on or that you understand it or that you have the answer. 
Well, if we had the answer, then we wouldn't be killing each other in the first place. No, we don't have the answer. There's so much hatred, so much bitterness. Why is it that men in fact want more power and, and more control than they already can handle? Why is it that countries want to rule other countries when they're, they're, they're just, uh, this world is big enough for all of us to live in and share the love and the kindness and the thing that God has given us the provision as to how to live in this world? Why? Somebody tell me why. You can't give me an answer. Why? The only answer is sin. It's sin. It's the three things that causes man to self-destruct. And those three things, the lust of the eye. The lust of the flesh and the pride of life. This is why. This is why destruction and chaos is growing rapidly. People are arrogant and they don't want to hear sound doctrine. They don't want to hear truth. Why? You don't want to hear truth. You don't want to hear truth. Because truth convicts you. Truth is a mirror that shows you who you are and what's really happening to you on the inside. That's what truth does. Truth strips you down, naked down to the bone that allows you to recognize all of your faults. Not everybody else's fault. All of your fault. Because when everybody correct their own fault, then everybody can live together. Hallelujah. When they recognize their own faults. When they recognize their own misbehavior, when they recognize their own unbelieving and unforgiveness, when they recognize that, when they recognize those things, then they know, and only then, they know that they need to be a part of the equation, and they are a part of the equation of making things better. And we're never going to get there and making things better without an unbelief in trusting in the Lord Jesus Christ. Never going to get there without him. Never going to get there. Again, he says in Romans chapter 12 and verse 19, do not take revenge. Do not take revenge, my friends. But leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge. I will repay, said the Lord. I will. I will repay, says the Lord. Why are we always trying to fix something we can't fix? And all that happens is you make a mess of things. It gets worse and worse. Young people, young people, elderly people, people in position and titled. Why? Why are you allowing yourself to be used by the adversary? Just because you are someone that doesn't agree. And as soon as you're mad or angry, you're ready to take a weapon and take somebody's life. Why do you think that uh, this gang stuff or whatever that you're trying to be is so popular and it's what's happening or it's what's up? It's not what's up. You're, 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 you're being mis represented and we're being shown things in a, in a in a disguise to make you make the, the devil has made this thing look like this is a fashion and this is what's up and this is what make you a big man no it does not it does not make you a big man it does not make you better than the other person you see this gang stuff people do not realize that you you most of you that are destroying one another you have a home you have a mom you have a dad you have a family and all of that and yet you're destroying one another 
But statistically, gangs started with people that didn't have anybody and that came together to survive. And they learned how to survive in any way they got mean necessary. And now this thing has been advertised like it's a fashion. Now it's spreading among our people as if it's okay. And this is the style. And this is what's up. And this is the way of life. No, it's not the way of life. How can it be the way of life when you're destroying life? There is no life once you destroy one another. And don't tell me, oh, 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 you got the devil making you feel like that if you die, you make you a martyr. No, that's making you a fool and you die and you lose your soul. And in hell and eternity, you lift your eyes. You have never been dead before. You don't know what death is like. No one has ever been dead before and can come back and tell us what it's like. No one, no one, nobody. I thought you loved living. I thought you enjoyed living. But how can you enjoy living when you're taking somebody else's life? Taking someone. How would you feel if your life being taken? You want to live? So why do you think the next person doesn't want to live? Just because you're mad and angry? And parents, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Falling into this deception because you hear about somebody taking your child's life. Now you want to take matters in your own hand. Now you want to go out and take somebody's life. Don't you see? Don't you see what's happening? It's going on and on and on. And the devil is smiling and laughing because he said that he's out to steal the people's mind, their understanding, their unforgiveness, and destroy and to take their lives, huh? To steal. To kill and destroy. And right now, I hate to give him any props at all. But right now, he's causing a pretty good job of it going on right now. People can't see. Don't you understand? When you destroy the family, when you destroy one another, there is no more lifespan. You destroy future life. You destroy future generations. You destroy the creation, what God had meant to be, to live. Well, don't you understand something? No one, and I understand this revelation here. The Lord intended for us to live forever. He intended for us to enjoy life forever with him. But because he knew that the human beings and the mind and the choice that Adam made that causes us to be able to have a free will choice in this life. But he realized that though if you want eternal life, that means to live forever, then you have to choose to live according to his commandments. But if you don't live according to his commandments, there is repercussions. There is consequences. There are repercussions and consequences by every choice and decision that you make. If I have never mentioned it, I'm mentioning it to you right now. The definition of life and how we go through life is nothing but choices and decisions. Nothing but choices and decisions. When you get through figuring out, bottling up in your mind, everything in life is to make a choice and to make a decision. 
Make a choice and make a decision. Jesus even said to his people, and when he was in and walking this earth and challenging the people of the land, he said, choose ye this day. And he leave the word and he left the word in scripture, in Bible, to, for us, the future generation, to recognize the same thing and hear the same word. Choose ye this day. Choose ye. That means you. I'm talking to you, those that are listening to me. That can hear me right now. Choose. Choose. Right now. Today. Who will you serve? Who you going to serve? And when you're living in a vengeful and destructive life, you're serving no one but the adversary. You're serving no one but the world. Hallelujah. So the Lord lets us know not to take vengeance. For some reason or another, Satan have dressed it up and made it look quite nice to everyone to let them know that oh, I wouldn't take that. And you're a man. Don't nobody do this. Don't nobody do that. Don't nobody tell you what to do. You know, you're grown. You, you, you understand everything. You know what's what and this and that. And you don't know nothing. You don't know anything. You don't understand anything. You just got here. You only lived a few moments in this life. And now you're ready to take somebody else's? You only live just a little while and you don't understand all the ramifications and all of the things in life. You haven't even experienced life to it fully. And now you're ready to make a decision to take somebody else's life? You're ready to make a decision to take somebody else's life. That goes for government officials from the top all the way to the bottom. You think you have the right to make the decision to take somebody else's life? God didn't give you that right. He didn't give you that right. He didn't give you that purpose. No man had the right to take someone else's the life, especially which what I'm talking about today, out of vengefulness. Vengefulness. And understand this. Let me make it super simple for you. Even when somebody commit a crime, if you read your Bible very carefully, even if someone have done you wrong, even somebody had treated you by, the Bible doesn't even tell you nowhere in there that you ought to take his life. It doesn't say that. He says, to forgive one another. He says to forgive and love one another. Love the one that hates you. Love the one despitefully you. Love the one that come against you. No retaliation in there. Nowhere. Nowhere. Read your Matthew 5 and you'll see in the Beatitudes. Blessed are they. Blessed are they. Blessed are they. Blessed are they. That help and that love. That forgive. Bless. Nowhere in there about taking revenge of your own. Nowhere in there. Young people, you're destroying one another. And you're destroying your future generation. You're destroying your future by destroying each other. And elderly people and people in high positions, you're destroying one another. You, you, how do you expect this world to continue to grow, to prosper when you're taking life? How? 
you're not. And don't think just because if you destroy everybody in your path that you're going to live forever. No, you're not. No, you're not. And you think that that's going to make you live a long time? It will not. It will not. Someone in the Bible tells us that they that live by the sword will die by the sword. So whatever you put out, that's what you're going to get in return. For he says this in Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 30. Hallelujah. He says this. For we know him who said it is mine to avenge. He said I will repay and again the Lord will judge his people. It is a dreadful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's not for us to do. It's not our choice to do. It's not up to us to do. I don't care how mad you get. Stay mad enough to stop long enough to get calm. And if you walk away from an incident and you've left the incident in the scene, don't go back and try to go back and, and finish it out. Because when you walk away, you had time to think about, to make up in your mind, that's the wrong choice. That's a bad decision. I shouldn't do that. So if you think that by taking someone else's life, this goes for countries and wars and kings, you think because you take somebody else's country or nation or rule or somebody else's life individually and all this, that your life is going to be okay. But let me give it to you in everyday layman terms here. When you take somebody's life and kingdoms and leaders and kings and presidents, and when you take other countries or nationalities or whomever it may be lying, you just became a bullseye target for your life to be taken. That's what you just done. And so, young folk, you better understand that the way that you put it out there is the way that it's coming back. And parents, let me let you know something. And if you're a parent that allow this and you're pushing this and you're behind this and you're getting as mad as they are instead of trying to find the reasoning and the equalization to the problem, then you're setting yourself up as well for a target. Don't think that you can do wrong and expect not of it to come back on you. The Bible says, if you sow it, you shall reap it. That means taking life, lying, scheming, conniving, cunning, whatever it is that's not right and righteous in the eyes of God. The Bible lets me know that Jesus is not the author of confusion. So he ain't in the middle of no misunderstanding. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. Let me say that again. He is not in the middle of no misunderstanding. Confusion. That's not what he does. He doesn't confuse us. And let me help you with something. The Bible is not confusing either. The Bible is not confusing. It's those that try to, to, to share the word of God that make it confusing. It's not confusing. It's plain as the nose on your face. It's plain. Let me continue reading something here in Romans chapter 12. Watch this here. Do not take revenge. My friend, but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written. It is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, this is what you do the opposite. If your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals 
on his head. See, in other words, when you treat him with love and kindness, you setting him up for what his wrong is. And you're not putting yourself in the same position where that other person is that have done that wrong. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And verse 21 says, do not overcome, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. But you understand? Overcome evil with good. Overcome evil with good. Overcome. I don't see any retaliation in there anywhere. I don't see any revenge in there anywhere. Do you hear that, kings? Do you hear that, presidents? Do you hear that, young people? Do you hear that, parents? Huh? Do you hear that, policemen? Do you hear that? Do you hear that? There's no revenge in hell. Taking people lives for no reason at all. Because you're mad, because you got unforgiveness in your heart, because you're hurting from something, and so the first somebody you see, they're the targets. When are we going to get tired? Oh God, hallelujah. When we gonna get tired? When we gonna get tired? When we gonna get tired of tearing each other down? When when we all destroyed, then it's too late. And it's too late. I would go just as far as to say, the Lord doesn't have to come back and get or find or separate the right from the wrong. Because if Rome keep tearing down everything, there won't be anything else to separate. Except for judgment for those that have committed wrong. Somebody ought to say hallelujah. Hallelujah. And rest assured, as long as you live, as sure as you shall die. You will pay. You will pay. You will pay the penalty for destroying somebody's life. You're going to pay the penalty. That goes for kings. That goes for presidents. Whomever it, it applies to, you're going to pay a price. So I'm here to tell you today it's time. You haven't been doing it. It's time to practice forgiving one another. It's time to practice loving one another. Don't come tell me you're practicing loving one another. I, I, I can't see it. I don't see what love being practiced when someone hate in the world. Don't tell me you've been practicing that you love your neighbor when you're destroying them at the same time. Don't tell me that you're destroying your own nation, your own kind, your own people, and you're talking about your love one another. There ain't no love being practiced. There's no love being practiced. There is no love being practiced. Only hate and revenge. Don't you understand? Only hate and revenge. And you say, well, pastor, preacher, where, where you coming from? Look around you and see. Look around you and see the statistics that what is happening to the world, to the people. Look around you and see. We're self-destructing as we speak right now. As I preach right now, somebody's life is being taken right now. Somebody is being destroyed right now. Somebody has been lost. Somebody being hateful right now. Somebody has died right now. Every so many seconds of the day, somebody has died. Somebody has been killed. Somebody has been murdered. And somebody has been abused. Something has happened all over the world. And we're still going on with it like there's nothing happening. But we say we believers and say we're practicing love and all our see is hate. 
All I see is hate, and that's all you see too. But you're just trying to fill yourself and your mind with, with blinding yourself and not trying to believe it. But there's nothing happening in the world but hate and revenge. Hate and revenge, retaliation. In Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy chapter 32 and verse 35 says it again. This lets you know he said it in the Old Testament, and I shared it with you in the New Testament. Now, back in the Old Testament, he says, he says, he says it is mine to avenge. I will repay in due time. Their foot will slip, and their day of disaster is near, and their doom rushes upon them. The Lord was letting them know at this time, those that came against them, he said, don't worry about the retaliation. Their day is coming. That's what I'm telling you today. I'm telling you today, you don't have to get revenge on anyone. You don't have to retaliate in any, to anyone because their day is soon coming. It's coming. It's coming. Sooner or later. It's coming. And what I'm trying to get us to understand, it's time to start practicing love and forgiveness. I don't know how you think or expect the Lord to forgive you if you can't forgive others. You're going to have to practice that. And it might just be that's part of why we're not being blessed even we're being blessed on some circumstances, but we're not getting the full impact of the blessing because of the unforgiveness, because of the hate, because of the bitterness, and because of all those things that are being done right now. And Psalm 94 and verse 1 says, O Lord, the God who avenges, O God who avenges, shine forth. That's what I'm saying today. Lord, you avenge what needs to be avenged. You take care of what needs to be take, taken care of. Today, brothers and sisters, we need the Lord. And we need him right now. The first thing we need, we need Jesus. To take over. We need him to take over our lives right now. We need to stop all this senseless hate. Bitterness. Unforgiveness. And number one, let's, let's, let's do this. Let's stop, let's stop lying to ourselves first. I don't care what color you are. I don't care what nationality you are. I don't, know what, I don't care what ethnicity you are. I'm talking to everyone that can hear me in the word of my voice. We need to stop right now and find out what it is that we've been wounded by the worst or the most and find out how can we forgive how the incident happened so that we can move forward. This is a proclamation to you today. Today. Today, before it's too late. Now. Now is the time. Now. Now is the time. Not tomorrow, next year, no. Now. 
There's a war that is about to start with Russia and 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 another country over there right now. Some of them over there already fighting, already killing and destroying one another. But this war is about to get ready to go off with with tanks and bombs and everything. And when that war kick off, I'm here to tell you. It's going to spark other wars all over the world with the same thing. And if we don't hurry up and make up our mind of what we're going to do and start praying. Now, let me read, let me, let me read, 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 read. Start repenting and then start praying and asking God for forgiveness of our sin, huh? For the heal this land. If we don't start right now, if we don't start right now, we're looking at it. I don't care how much you go to church. I don't care how much you set up in church. But if you ain't got Jesus, if you ain't made this relationship right with him, full with him. It's going to be sad news, brothers and sisters. It's going to be sad news. Because, uh-oh, ooh-wee, I didn't know, nobody didn't tell me, and all that is not going to cut it. It's not going to cut it. Young people, young people, you are a group of people that can go anywhere in numbers and get anything accomplished. So I challenge you today. Come together among one another and come to some sort of agreement and let's squash all of this hatred. Let's squash all this retaliation. First of all, let's get rid of all these weapons. Get rid of them to the sense that where you got to walk around with something in your hand or your pocket or wherever you're carrying it at and take somebody's life just because if they say something wrong, if they do something wrong or whatever it may be, cause you to retaliate. And not only young people, you elderly people, you older, you all that's walking around with your weapons on your sides and all that. You better be careful how you do that because if you got any kind of hate or bitterness in your heart, the first time somebody say something or do something or speak to you wrong, wrong way, you're ready to take someone's life. You don't want, you think you want that, but you don't want that. If you've never taken anybody's life, you don't know what it feels like. You don't know what it's going to be like. That is not something that you want weighed on your heart. You might think you do, but you don't want that. You ain't ready for that. You're not ready for that. And taking a human being life and taking an animal's life, that's two different things. Because now you got to think about what if somebody take one of your family members' life? How you going to feel behind that? How you going to feel? I know how you're going to feel. Now you want to get revenge. And see, when the more the more we take lives, the more we fuel the fire to revenge. Because the more people get hurt, the more hurt people want to hurt people. Somebody ought to shout hallelujah. And those of us, brothers and sisters, that say we are believers, we need to pray. And we need to get behind and get on our knees. Quickly, Father, we thank you right now. We glorify your name, Jesus. We thank you. Bless right now. Touch right now. Send your healing and convict the people hard that they may recognize it's time to forgive and let you do the avenging. Father, we thank you. We pray you. We glorify you and magnify you in Jesus' name. 
Amen. God bless you. 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 living God is right and ready and righteous. So we want to share again with you today on vengeance. Out of vengeance and what builds this vengeance is anger. And I say that because what we're sharing today with you because a lot of this vengeance and anger comes from hurt. Hurt that has been built up, set up inside of us that we haven't let go of the pain and not to realize when you hold on to that anger when you hold on to that pain when you hold on to that stuff like that that it'll eat away on the inside and so the only thing that you can recognize or realize what you want to do is to repay somebody with the pain that you're feeling you want to repay it back to them so that someone can feel what you feel. As you heard me state last time that we began to talk with you that hurt people hurt people. There's nobody in this world that is causing the things to happen in their lives or anybody else's lives. It's all because of hurt. It's all because somebody hurt them somewhere, some way, somehow along the line. But here we want to share with you the word of the living God out of James. The book of James chapter 1 verse 19 and 20 says something like this is about listening and doing. But he addresses the, them this way. He says, my dear brothers, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen and slow to speak, and slow to become angry. For man's anger does not bring about the righteous life that God desires. Do you understand? Man's anger does not, does not bring about the righteous life that God desires. So therefore, get rid of all moral filth, all moral filth. This is filth. This is verse 21. And the evil that is so prevalent and humble, humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. Hallelujah. I want to read verse 2 as well. Do not merely listen to the word as to deceive yourselves. Hallelujah. Do what it says. Hallelujah. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like a man that who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. Somebody ought to say amen. The Lord wants us to understand as we talked about vengeance and that we mentioned about vengeance, that the Lord doesn't want you to take revenge because of the hurt and pain that someone has put upon you. I'm addressing these issues because 
statistically, we see so much dying, so much murder, and so much killing, and so much hatred that we see right among us. And I'm addressing this because when we say that we love the Lord and that we're living for the Lord and that we trust the Lord, and yet when we look around with all the chaos that we see and the things that are happening and the things that is going on in our lives, right before our very eyes, where we're destroying ourselves, we're destroying one another. And we're not paying attention to what's going on. As with the adversary is using his influence to cause us to believe the thing that he's planting right before our very eyes. And so we live in a world where people have been holding on to something on the inside that creates anger. And the thing that stems anger, that causes anger to bleed into vengeance, revenge, is a hurt that's on the inside of every human being that's been wounded by someone somewhere. And so soon or later, when the hurt and the pain begins to fester, and the things begin to happen, and the things that we see doesn't seem to work out the way we want it to, then the moment that we hear or see whatever person or individual that has wounded us, or if anybody approached us in some way that sparks the fuse of the hurt and the pain that's deep down inside. And so we live in a world that people have been carrying around some hurt and pain for a long time. Every nationality, no matter what color, race, person, individual, who they are. All these years, racism and hate and pain and wounded and brutalization and abuse and molestation and all these things, people have been wounded some kind of way, somewhere, somehow. And they've been holding it for so long. Until now, they're tired of holding it. So when somebody approached them in some kind of way, this is why these attitudes that people have are the way they are because people haven't forgiven themselves. And not only have they forgiven themselves, they haven't forgiven the party that hurt them and they haven't let go and they haven't let God work on the inside. But yet we are a nation of people that's going to church on a regular basis. And we're going to church and hearing the word, but not letting the word take root in our lives. And failing to understand when we do that, when we do that, then now the hurt that's on the inside, the moment someone approaches us in the wrong way, or whatever situation that we get put in, and that that, that, that thing sparks that reaction from whatever caused it the wound in the first place, then someone is going to snap. Someone is going to lose their mind. Someone is going to go off. Someone is going to retaliate. So the Lord already has spoken in his word that we are to forgive ye one another. One of the scriptures lets us know that when 
The disciple asked, how many times should we live in? Seventy times? Seventy-seven, which means you don't count up to seventy-seven times how a person treats you wrong, how they hurt you, but you give forgiven as many times as you need to. See, the thing is with this process of forgiving, once all of us do it, and get this and get this very carefully, once all of us practice it and do this, then guess what? We may not have to do it over and over again. Or we may not come to the murdering and the killing and the things or the destructiveness that's happening in our lives today. It may not come to that. We might realize that we can get along and go on with our life. But we got to understand that in this time, because of this flesh, and Jesus experienced it, here in Peter, 1 Peter chapter 2 and 21 and 23, we've read this before, we're going to read it again. To this you were called because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example. He left us an example. That you should follow in his steps. Hallelujah. He committed no sin and no deceit was found in his mouth. When they hurled their insults at him, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. God judges justly. He leaves it into his hand. He's put it in his hand. He's left it in his hand. Hallelujah. And here in 1 Peter, also in chapter 3 and 9, he says, Suffering to do and for doing good, God to cost you. Do not repay evil with evil, or an insult with insult, but with blessing, because to this you were called, so that you may inherit a blessing. So if we are professing that we are children of God and we're blessing that God has blessed us and he has changed our lives and that we stand for the, for, the, for the word and the belief of what the Bible and scriptures are saying to us and that we are practicing these things, then we might need to look in the mirror again. And so when we look around our communities and look on the news and see the things happen, we might need to look at ourselves again. I'm talking about every individual, not one person, but every person has to look within themselves and find the faults that need to be corrected within oneself. And so when we recognize these things and start to realize what's going on, then we can begin the process of healing. And so once we begin the process of healing, then we can begin the process of change. And once we begin the process of change, then we can start rebuilding again. We can start working on things in our homes, in our communities, in our schools, on our job, in politics, and everywhere where things are not right. Amen. But as long as we keep going this way, we keep traveling this road with hurt and pain. Well, we got to carry weapons to protect ourselves because we're afraid for someone because of the hurt and pain that you've already endured one time or another, that someone may try to do it again. And so all you're going to do, do the best you can, is to protect yourself or hurt someone else before they hurt you. 
Well, we must understand what God had intended for us to do, to love ye one another like we love ourselves. Some way, somehow, I can't see that happening right now. Some way I don't see it because all of the statistics that is being shown and everything that is shown on the news with the war, with the hatred, with the murder, with the policemen, with all of these things, with our communities and things that are built up on the inside that is happening. Young people being destroyed and murdered and killed and all of these people in their homes and all these things are supposed to be doing it and carrying out and upholding the law and doing things the right way. How in the world can we be talking about we love one another and we're looking at all these things that is is happening in the world today. I'm not here preaching against politics. I'm here preaching about the facts of what thus said the Lord when he said in his commandment, he said to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your might, with all your mind, and with all your strength. That's number one. Number two, to love your brother or love your neighbor like you love yourself. Treat others the way you want to be treated. I'm here trying to get someone to understand. The things that we're starting to see or we're seeing has stemmed from, from the hurt and pain and from the thing that anger that has festered on the inside. And so people are exploding. And if they're not exploding on the outside, they're self-destructing on the inside. And when they don't self-destruct on the inside, and then they begin to do things to themselves. Drug addiction, alcohol addiction, uh, gambling addiction, uh, moral illicit sexual addiction, and prostitution, and all of these things stem from some kind of hurt and pain that someone has experienced. And it seems as though that no one is preaching about it. And the thing is, all of it stem from one word. That's sin. S-I-N, sin, selfish indulgence by your nature. Which means you're influenced by the desires of your nature to do the things you do. Which is a corruptible thing because the Bible says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I'm dealing with the flesh because, because the flesh is a corruptible thing. Because it is a magnet. It is drawn to the thing that is not right in the eyes of God. The flesh does not want to line up with the word of God. The flesh does not want to yield or humble itself to the word of the living God. And so you got to reach down deep on the inside. You got to reach deep down on the inside and find that measure of faith that God has placed in every person, every individual, and call and read and hear the word of the living God. You see, the Bible lets us know faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So in other words, that measure of faith that God has already appropriated in every person and individual, even from the day that they were born, that if God's word is not heard, if God's word is not practiced, if God's word is not read, if God's word is not taught, if God's word is not uh, listened to on a regular basis, then your confidence is going to be in yourself and in your flesh, and in the thing that it desires. Yes, we're talking about vengeance. Yes, we're talking about anger. We're putting them together because anger feeds vengeance. 
Everyone wants to get revenge. And there are people and there are things that are happening right now that people have been holding something on the inside for years. You understand what I'm saying? For years. And now the devil, the adversary will use someone to influence that person to, to follow up on whatever the pain that they're dealing with and say, don't take it anymore. Now, when someone come at you the wrong way, just snap, just go off and tell them what you feel, tell them what you think. And if they put their hands on you, you put some pain back on them. Now, that person that may even be talking to you or dealing with you may not be the one that even hurt you, but because of a flashback of the pain that you've been trying to endure for years, over centuries of years, that you've been heard and been taught, that have been bred into people to hate and not love. See, it's crazy that this world doesn't preach love, doesn't teach love, but it promotes hate, anger, who is better than the other, and all of that. We're None of us is better than the other. All of us are human beings, and all of us going to be judged by the character of the sin that's indulged that have been practiced in these bodies that we live in. All of us. All of us. I don't care who you are. Every one of us. I don't care what position you hold. You're going to be judged by God, by Jesus Christ in the final days. And we hit the grave and our soul going to have to stand in the day of judgment for the deeds that have been done and have been practiced in these bodies that we live in. And God had intended for these bodies to be his temple, that he will come with his Holy Spirit to live in and to teach you and to lead you and to guide you in the ways of love and prosperity. Love, you understand? Love, not hate. Love. And it's all the Lord talks about is love. But see, people practice hate. People practice vengeance. People practice retaliation. And I just told you that the Lord doesn't retaliate. After all the pain that people have put on Jesus for coming and living and dying and telling the truth. Don't you understand? Jesus died for the truth. He died for the truth that we need to know and to understand, to live by. And yet, the adversary influences our minds to believe not the truth. Which where we live in a world where people are calling a lie the truth and the truth a lie. Don't want to believe what's right, what's happening right below before their very eyes. Don't want to practice love, rather practice hate before instead of, instead of love towards one another. Young children not being taught to share in love anymore. Oh yeah, I'm right about it. They're not being taught. Our young mothers, young teenagers, young adults, they don't have any foundational background of understanding. Most of all the great pioneers, the grandmothers, granddad, and all them, and then a few of us still left trying to, to, to hold this foundation together of how we should love you one another, not hate one another, which is the basis of the Bible, which is what I'm fixing to read. Look at, look at this right here in Romans 12 and 9. Love, Romans 12 and 9 says this, love must be sincere. He says, don't hate the individual. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. 
I don't want another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with God's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Practice it. Hallelujah. And then he goes on to say this in 14, the 14th verse. Bless those who persecute you. Lord have mercy. You know, I haven't finished reading it, but think about if we bless someone that has been hating on us in a way it might throw them in a shocking experience that why are they treating me this way? And on the inside, they may not never say it. They may not even the words may not even come out of their mouth. Why am I why am I being treated this way when I've treated this person bad all the time? And all they've ever done is try to treat me right. Is love and be honest and be kind to me. Kind. Kindness is what we're lacking in this world today. Love and forgiveness is what we're lacking in this world today. Unbelief and trust is what we're lacking in this world today. When I say in the world, I'm talking about the people that are in it. Don't you understand? Bless those who persecute you and bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position and do not be conceited. Hallelujah. And so God is continuously on and on and on trying to give us direction as to how we should live towards one another. Hallelujah. How we should live and how we should love ye one another. Love one another. Love one another. And 12 and 19 says this. Do not take revenge, my friend, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge, and I will repay, said the Lord. And then he goes on to say in the 20 verse, says, and the opposite of this, on the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. I don't see anywhere where he says to retaliate. To pay, repay pain with pain. Evil with evil. Hallelujah. Do not repay anyone with evil for evil. Lord have mercy. Do not repay anyone with evil. But see, we've been trained over the years. Don't let anybody hit you. Don't let anybody use you. Don't let anybody abuse you. Stand up for yourself. Is that really standing up for yourself? Is it really? Is it? How come if we begin to teach and preach love, there will be no reason to hurt one another. There will be no reason to hate one another. There will be no reason to abuse one another. But when you follow after the things of the fleshly nature and its desires, yes, you can make ready for the things that is happening right now is what we see. The things that we see right now is what's going on in the world today. That's what's happening right now. But we fail to get this. 
for some reason, we don't take time. We don't take time to do what is right. For Romans 13 and 4 says it, for he is God's servant to do you good. But if you do wrong, be afraid for he does not bear the sword for nothing. He is God's servant, an agent of wrath to bring punishment upon the wrongdoer. Hallelujah. That means there are things set in place to keep things in balance with righteousness. I mean, God is a just God. And he's trying to let us know that I know that there's wrong things that are happening that people that are doing and abusing Excuse me, one toward the other. One toward the other. But I am the Lord that God. I see everything. And I understand all things. I understand your pain. I understand your outcome of your pain. You know why? Because I am the first and the last. That means I know the past and I can see the future. We can't see that. So the problem we live in today in society become very destructive because um, we're not following after the guidelines of the word of the living God. And so we should be sick and tired by now of seeing the hurt and pain, of seeing the loss of lives. Don't we get it? Don't we get it? No, we don't get it yet. Don't we get it? Look at the lives that are being lost. Look at the lives being destroyed. Look at look look at lives this past two years. If you did it statistically, I haven't done it yet, but if you did it statistically, we probably had more dying and murdering and killing in the last couple of years throughout this pandemic and COVID-19 and the multi, a multitude of murders and police brutality and all these different things that unrighteousness of murdering and all this stuff and young young people killing one another themselves and all this. In the last few years, don't we not get it yet? Don't we get it yet? We constantly see the news and the stuff that's happening, that's going on in the world and country and fighting and killing and ready to shoot bombs and destroy one another. Do we not get it yet? Don't we understand if we destroy other people, we are destroying ourselves. If we destroy the country, we're destroying ourselves. You're setting yourself up for failure. Young people. Why? Why you want to destroy one another? Because you want to be a part of a group. Why? Why? You play ball and games and things together, grew up together, and you have an argument or something don't go right, or something you heard somebody say it or doing, or this, that, and the other, because pride has taken place. Now you're ready to destroy or take someone's life with a weapon that you don't even need to be having in the first place. Destroying lives. I'm talking about vengeance and anger here. I'm talking about the stuff that we're seeing. It's just people have been holding this anger on the inside for years. And now it has exploded. It's come out. And now people are to the point now. If you do me, I'm going to do you first before you do me. And if you do harm to me, then if I live long enough, I got to get back at you because of what of the hurt that you put on me. That's not violent. And that's not love. Don't we understand? It's not love. But God says, love you one another. As I have loved you. 
forgive you one another as I have forgiven you. How can you expect me to forgive you if you can't forgive the one that you see every day and around you? Lord, help us today. We need you earnestly and wholeheartedly in our lives. We thank you, Lord, for everything that you've done and everything that you're doing. We just bless your name with thanksgiving right now. Help us, Lord. Teach us. Teach us to be better people. Somebody got to be praying. Somebody got to be sincere about loving one another. Somebody got to be gracious about understanding that we are about to lose a generation of people if we do not do something quick. Hallelujah. 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 That verse that I told you about earlier in Matthew 18 and 22, or 21 and 22, then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother when he sins? Notice what he says. When he sins against me. He says up to seven times. This is what Peter is asking. But Jesus answered and he said that he said, I tell you not seven times, but 77 times. He said, therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 talents was brought to him. So since he was not able to pay the master, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children, hallelujah, and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. The servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him and canceled the debt and let him go. So what I'm saying today, it's time to cancel the debts of hurt and pain and let go and let the Lord have his way once and for all. Don't you think it's about time? Don't you think as we look at society and all the stuff that's going on today, don't you think it's about time for us to look at a better way? And the only better way is the right way to get through this life and this dispensation of time before Jesus returns and get this thing together the way he had planned it to be. Stop all of the foolishness and the pride that we have on the inside and let God have his way. Psalm 37 and 8 said, Refrain from anger and turn from wrath. Do not fret. It leads only to evil. For evil men will be cut off, but those who hope in the Lord will inherit the land. Somebody ought to thank him today. Thank him today for everything that he's done and everything that he's doing. We praise him. We lift him up. We magnify his name today. 
We thank God for another chance and opportunity he's given us. And we hope that you'll be blessed by this word. I just want to highlight some points that the things that we're seeing happening in our world and in our communities, on our jobs, in our schools and everywhere. I said once before, everything with God is all right and okay. Everything he says is all right and okay. But everything that's going on around us, we're not all right and we're not okay. We're hurting the world today. We're in some pain today. We're dealing with issues that we haven't let go of. In order to do so, we have to give ourselves up. We have to turn ourselves over to Jesus and let him have his way so that he can do the will that the Father had in plan or intended for us to do. Thank you, Lord, for doing what you've done. Hallelujah.